The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another entertaining episode of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik sitting across the amazing lovely Sharon. The amazing? How did I get that title? Yeah, well, you're always amazing, but you, you, you're you getting that title as an extra title this week on the show. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you why shortly, but welcome to the program. First, we'll get the business of the show out of the way. The website is www.jmtalk.net. Uh, that is our address on the World Wide Web, so you can reach us there uh, 24-7. The stream is there. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, read the news page. Also, Facebook at JM Talk, as well as Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So that... You see, I did that too. I wasn't even looking at the mic or anything. I was rubbing my eyes. I, I was, was amazed. <laughs> it is amazing. I... Uh, I truly was. I was sitting here thinking, oh my God, he doesn't even have to look at even anything. As old he as I am. He just knows it. I know. As it, old as I am. And he is old. <laughs> Let me tell y'all now. So welcome to the broadcast. So this is why the lovely Sharon is also the amazing Sharon. I feel like I'm introducing a magician right there. The amazing uh, the Sharon. The amazing. And, I know. But because you are a magician. Well, You are. Yeah. So uh, so look at this. So apparently on Monday I turned fifty. Well, this coming Monday. Apparently, yeah, this coming Monday, according to uh, health statistics and records and things like that. I was going to say in your birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> so this past Thursday night, about twenty after eight, um, my sister walks to the door with one of my nieces. They're from New England, and um, so I was like, okay, this is interesting. And uh, and exciting and awesome and great awesome awesome and um, so I come home from work on Friday and uh, our daughter from Chicago is here yes so, supplies right and then of course I find out we went out to dinner Friday night with this whole new gang of people we had here. And I find out that my other niece is here, which is funny because I thought I actually thought I saw pictures of her dog um, at our friend's house, at her father's house, actually. And I thought that Duke could come down by himself. I, I don't know what I was thinking. How I was like, could he do that? I was could like, he drive? Because <laughs> like, on dinner on Friday night, Friday night, I said, "What? How? Why is Duke here?" And they're like, "Because Heather's here." I'm like, "Oh, okay. I didn't know." I'm just finding out all these new faces being here anyway. Right. And I thought maybe, you know, Duke just, you know, yeah, like got in the car and drove down, just wanted to see, yeah, you know, just wanted Frank. to see I don't, his... I don't know. No, he wanted to see his Uncle Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then, of course, so the amazing magician, magical Sharon, um, threw a very wonderful surprise birthday party for me this weekend. 
Um, well, amazing. I can't take any of the credit. Well, you can take some of the credit. Some of the credit, yeah, with the idea, but our daughter uh, from Chicago put most of it together. Um, she picked up the ball and ran with it. Once I've decided that this is what I wanted to do, she did. She picked up the ball, she ran with it, and I, I can't thank her enough. Well, at least she wasn't for, running with scissors. Yeah, I know, right? Well, we taught her when she was very young. <laughs> not to run with scissors. Not to run with scissors. So, but, yeah. And then Tiffany, our niece, um, and Heather, and um, your sister, Terry, everyone pitched in and and did a bang-up job. Really did a bang-up job. So, um, and our daughter, Renee, she also helped. You know, so it was... Um, I saw. I, I definitely saw her handwriting on all the little signs because she's got really nice handwriting. She does and all, all these, all the little signs. You know, kiss your forties goodbye. Um, uh, yeah, uh, legendary. I saved them all. I saved everything. He did too. Everything in the middle of the living room. He saved it. <laughs> oh, no. It's all put away. <laughs> it is for now. It is in the middle of the living room. And trying to find some place to go to all that stuff just reminds me of how cluttered. Like I feel like our stuff is pushing us out the door. It is. Have you noticed that? It is. In fact, you saw. I just walked out the back with you know uh, video cameras and threw them in the trash. Yeah, you know, surveillance cameras. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, they've been here for three years. Apparently, I'm, they're not getting put up. And, and besides the fact that the cords are broken and then they haven't been going up, and by this point, when I do put cameras up, I want them to be IP, they're outdated now. Yeah. So I just chucked them. You chucked them? I chucked them right in the damn trash. Chucked them in the <laughs> trash. So God, uh, you're sounding south more and more. South? You just chucked them. I always chuck stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I upchuck stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. But they're never good days. So, yes. But, yeah, so that, getting that back was, to the party. That was, was amazing. And that's why you're amazing. And everybody was, was amazing. Did a fantastic job. Abso- he was absolutely speechless. I was. I was overwhelmed. He, he overjoyed. started crying when he had to do it. Everyone insisted I, he give you know, a speech. I was speech. forced to do a speech. Yeah, I got a yes. little choked up there. Well, and, and that's wonderful. That I'm saying that's wonderful. Because it because shows, yeah, that you're wonderful. Oops, sorry, folks. I just banged my microphone against the table. Shows that you're wonderful. And you deserve it. You deserve every bit of that um, planning. Knowing that sometimes I am the thorn in your side. Never. <laughs> Never the thorn in my side. <laughs> Never. What do I keep telling you? We've been together... 20 half of some my odd life. years half yes. of my life half isn't of that your life. crazy awesome that though? is crazy but it it doesn't feel like no. that many years it really doesn't nope because doesn't. we have so much fun and you know together we could have more fun though we could after we get all this stuff uncluttered. <laughs> <laughs> right. When we can start moving around our house. Right. So, no, you're amazing. It was <clears throat> absolutely uh, perfect. And that's why you're amazing. That's why you get the crown of amazing on the show. We'll give it all Aww. kinds of crowns. We'll give out a wombat crown later on, a hero crown. And you get the amazing crown right now. Wow. How about that? How about that? So, 
Um, okay. I'm sure we have other things to discuss than my we, amazingness. <laughs> <laughs> we do, but your amazingness is important. Um, so, yes, ab- actually, one of the things I want to tell you was that the, the Discovery Channel has this show. And it's not a show that we used to leave before. Um, I had the name of it. See, I read this whole story like twice today. Um, but this, the Discovery Channel has this show. And they are doing a story from 2003 in Dover, Delaware, right here in Delaware. And apparently it was the murder of a 16-year-old in a hotel, in a motel in Dover. And um, they're doing a story on it and they reached out to see if the detectives who are now retired would you know, talk about it and everything. And, and the interview process and things like that has started, so it's set the air on the show this fall, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that the name of the show flies off the page at me while I'm, uh, while I'm going through the thing. But um, so it was about the six-year-old who who was murdered, and not only that, but this is what really I found interesting reading the story because I didn't know anything about this crime. Her, they, he dumped her from a small charter plane over Cape May, New Jersey. And I thought to myself, what is up with people in Delaware killing people and dumping, and dumping them, them off the New Jersey. Jersey, the South Jersey Cape Coast because you had Tom Capano yeah. who uh, killed Marianne Fahey and dumped her body off of Stone Harbor in a cooler. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, is Cape May like the criminal dumping ground for the state of Delaware? Wow. I don't know. but that, That's like, crazy. As I read about it, so... Um, I've never heard of the show. Still haven't seen it. I'm sorry, but I want to. I, I want to find out because I. I wouldn't mind seeing that for the. There goes the alarm system, um, for the historical knowledge, and you know, and of course, it, you know, I. I, I don't want to say the crime is cool, but you like you and I used to always watch these crime shows. I know. Um, yeah. What's the one we we watched? Had two seasons that we really enjoyed. Um, uh, about uh, Stephen. Um, Oh, uh, making of a murderer. Making, yeah, making of a murderer. Yeah. So we like that kind of stuff. So this, this is what I saw, sort of saw this on Facebook and dug into it from Delaware State News. Yeah. And uh, so he, talking about the show, doing the feature on this, and then it, the story actually continues on and gives you the whole layout of the story. So it does wow. look interesting. Not to say murder is interesting. But no, no, but um, yeah, that's. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I will, um, I'll probably end up sharing this story. Got to get the name of the show. Got to find out when it airs and find out how we get like some sort of notifications or, or something. I, you know, something we can do to get notified when this one's going to hit the air. Yeah, actually. Although you never know, we could watch we can watch one episode and find out it's something that we like i mean if this is the kind of stuff they do yeah going around and and you know rehashing these cases um but yeah the one thing that stuck out to me is they dumped the body off of cape maine i'm like skirt wait a minute right <laughs> what the hell we're getting a bad rap here <laughs> well that's because uh, you know just to let people know we used to live in cape may yes that's even and weirder <laughs> the, and you know we now reside in Delaware, so you know. Had we known, probably wouldn't have lived in either place. <laughs> the, sh- the show is called Amer- <laughs> American Detective. 
Oh, is the name okay. of the show. So you, well, you've heard of it? No. You, no, you're saying um, that like you're, you're like Yeah, okay. I think I have heard of it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'd have to read a little bit well, more we'll have to about check into it. it. Yeah. Check into it anyway. Right. Um, but I, no, I found that, I found that to be rather interesting. Um, because with 2000 plus some odd channels right. on the cable band, it's hard to find stuff that is interesting to watch. And we don't entertain commercial television that much as it is. Right. Yeah. We yeah. should. Why? Because, um, we look don't, at the shows that we're missing yeah, that are interesting. But we don't like commercials. No, we don't. <laughs> That's the whole word. We really can't stand commercials. No, can't, can't, and you know, and that's why, that's why um, I get upset. Like with YouTube, uh, they have commercials. I mean, that was that was an I service. know, and now that it, drives me nuts. If you don't want commercials now on YouTube, you, you have, have to, to buy into it. a right. subscription, and it's like you know, uh, I'm not going to rehash this, but we've had this conversation before. Like, how many services can you buy into? Before you actually go, I really don't even need cable anymore. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And everybody will sell you a subscription. And in fact, if you stop by jamtalk.net, you can get a subscription right here to the drill <laughs> Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> no, we're a free listen show. Yeah, no we're... commercials here. <laughs> well, wait, wait. No paid commercials here. No wacky commercials here. Right. No hindering commercials here. Right. Actually. Um, so, all right, I'm going to dive into my save file as usual on the Facebook saved. Um, I also want to check the time. Okay. So, you know, this, I don't know if you saw this this week, but a four year old died from the flu last week. From the Kung flu? No, it was not the Kung flu. It was a regular flu. (laughs) Oh, okay. After members of an anti-vaccine Facebook group advised the mother to use thyme and elderberries instead of Tamiflu. Oh, my God. So um, so basically, the last week, the state of Colorado suffered its second pediatric flu death this, this season. Um, days- I think the people on that, web, on that Facebook page should be criminally liable. Possibly. <clears throat> so days, I think they should be. Days after the death of the second one, a four-year-old child... Questions are swirling about whether more could have been done to save him amid reports that his mother was following misguided advice by an online anti-vaccination group. Um, So... Most definitely, they should be... Absolutely. Yeah, the group is called Stop Mm. Mandatory Vaccination. And uh, screenshots from the, the group are circulating online. They appear to show that the week before Najee died, that was the boy's name, his mother sought advice on how to treat her son's illness. Members of the group advised giving the boy vitamins, botanicals, and fruits and vegetables rather than the Tamiflu that the doctor had prescribed. Uh, A doctor usually prescribes things. Now, look, I I can fight with the best of them about how doctors are prescribing things just to get the perks from the drug reps. I mean, I'll fight with you I because I agree with that. Right. Um, but if a doctor says, give this child this medication that will help him get better. Right. They're not in business to give a, a patient medication to hurt them. Right. And we're talking about a four-year-old. And everybody right. knows a that the flu, the flu uh, adversely, <clears throat> seriously adversely affects children, 
senior citizens, and even and adults with medical complications. And a mother, wait a minute, and, and I'm also thinking the mothers should also get neglect charges. And you're probably right. You're probably right. She probably because should. Because the doctor specifically said, your child is very sick. Give him this medication. And she didn't. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I, I Look, I'm very sympathetic when it comes to a f- child's death. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Um, but, you know... Not all, not all child's death can be prevented. I get that, you know. Right, and it's. I'm not. I'm not so hard-hearted to say the mother should go to jail. No, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm because really, she should. She should be in more grief than jail would ever do, just yes. because of what she did to this child. Yes, absolutely. That's worse than any jail that you could. One of, one of the posts told the mother, you just have to nourish the body, which hospitals do not do. All hospitals do is poison the body. Um, you know, I, like it's, well, a, it's okay to seek advice and do things. And, and it, there's also, a, there's a lot of, there is a lot of evidence of how natural things and botanicals or vitamins and things that do work naturally. But when you're talking about the flu, you're talking about a four-year-old's body being invaded by something that that four-year-old body probably cannot handle right. on its own. Right, hence the and, medication the doctor is giving you. Right, and if you're taking advice from an anti-vax group, then you probably haven't vaccinated the child against the flu or anything else. Exactly. You know? Good point. So, Good point. And not that the story mentions that, and the story doesn't mention anything about whether there'll be any charges brought or anything like that. It just basically focuses on a story that she took this advice and now the child is, is dead because, uh, you know, from symptoms of the flu. Um. So, and this group has 178,000 members. Wow. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, that's not... Uh, what's the group's name? I'm going to go on and bash them. No, we don't do that. No, I don't do that, but I want to. We're, I mean, we, we sort of no, are here by saying that. You gave bad advice, and you did cost the life of this child. I mean, as far as we're concerned... That should be at the on story, every single one of their heads. Yeah. Every single one. So... And they're they're responsible for that child's death. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Horrible advice. She says here in a statement, I'm hurting so bad right now, and so is his dad and brothers. She says to the news, our whole family is hurting, and it feels like we failed him because we did what we had to do. No, you didn't. What the hell does that mean? No, you didn't. You didn't do what you had to do, because if you did what you had to do, then you would have given him the medication the doctor prescribed. Right. So, now what? And the family also did not want to comment to the news as to whether Najee was given a flu shot. So, uh, uh, that I don't want to comment because I didn't do it, so I don't want any backlash. Which is exactly what you would get because, you know, right. and, and uh, it's another, there's another one of those, uh, I want to say, I don't know if I want to call it a subculture or counterculture, these people that are against vaccination. That doesn't even make sense. But there is a, like I said, I don't know if it, I don't know what the correct term is, sub or counter, but there is a culture that believes that you shouldn't vaccinate your kids. Okay, but. Or vaccinate, period. Right. So, thankfully, when our children were younger, this was never an issue. I never dreamt 
of never vaccinating our children. Absolutely. Never dreamt it. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, um, I guess we shall. Well, I don't know if we'll see or not, but, you know, um, get your get your kids vaccinated and do, and follow a doctor's advice. Exactly. Simple as that. Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to go wet our whistles, take a quick break. Not of the commercials you don't like. <laughs> we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be back in like 90 or so seconds. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks? or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. Oh, the shiny thing. Grab the oh, shiny thing. I, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joe Mahalo Show featuring the lovely and amazing Sharon. So we're back. And I wanted to dive into, obviously last week was the Super Bowl, and the Kansas City Chiefs won. Andy Reid got his ring, and you know, so Finally. congratulations to the Chiefs and to Andy Reid for getting his ring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but one of the things I wanted to point out about, uh, related to the Super Bowl, is um, actually about one of the players. And you know, a lot of people, the you know, they, they win something big like the Super Bowl and they're going to go to Disney World and they're going to do this, they're going to do all these yeah, things. Yeah. How, exactly. However, um, the defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, Derek Noddy, had something else in mind. After the Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 54 on Sunday, Noddy paid for the adoption fees for every dog, um, for every dog Kansas City pet project. Um, at an animal shelter in Kansas City. Um, so every dog that is available for adoption at the shelter, or was, hopefully they all found a home, would all be able to go home with no adoption fees due from anybody who wanted to adopt all the dogs in the shelter at that time. That is so awesome. It is awesome. And then as we did some research into this, we found out that um, he is a regular supporter of uh, animal shelters. and um, And that's a good thing to be a supporter of. Right. Um, so during the season, he had sponsored the adoption fee of one dog after each Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs won 12 and 4 in the season. So that means, besides that, so during the season, he paid for the adoption fees for 12 dogs from, wow. the, from the shelter. And then when they won the Super Bowl, he paid for the adoption fees for all the, all the dogs uh, in, in that the shelter. shelter. Yeah. So that is so awesome. 
It is awesome. My he, my only question is this: <clears throat> Were there any Saint Bernards in there? No idea. And why didn't I get one? I have no idea. Um, I'm so, just saying. So, if uh, anyone out there knows of a Saint Bernard puppy, like little baby puppy, I want one. And back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> so no, that, that is, it's a great thing that um, he partners up with that. Uh, you, you don't hear enough of the good things about what a lot of the football players do. A lot of the football players team up with some sort of charity, and they're yeah. always buried yeah. in other news, and you never really get to see what's going on. Right. Um, but and the, that's a shame because if they're helping a charity, um, it should be it should be recognized recognized right and you know things like this might be in their local paper but it doesn't get enough it's like our uh, honor thy heroes right you know it's like these types of people don't get the recognition because they're um, he should be one of the honor thy heroes should mm-hmm. be but <laughs> we have so many that not everybody can be and honor thy hero. But, he, but we still, we're still talking about we're him on the show, so he still him, gets, yes, yeah, he still yes. gets his honoration. Yes, it just yes. doesn't come with the bragging rights. But he can brag all he wants after doing that, right? As far as I'm concerned, um, absolutely. So yeah, just wanted to uh, point that out. That's uh, that is amazing of him to <clears throat> to have done that. Yes, it is. Um. Also, you know. You're familiar with you're familiar with Chernobyl, right? I want this. Yes. Is, this is really interesting because you know Chernobyl, uh, which is where the nuclear reactor um, had the meltdown, right? Back in eighty five, eighty four, eighty five. Basically, that ruins the city, right? And you know, it's going to be years before anyone could live there. But here's the here's the thing. They found a black fungus, okay? Okay. This black fungus back in 1991 was found growing up the walls of the reactor. And okay. what does that mean? Well, let me get to that. And the thing is, scientists were really um, sort of like about this because you got you have this fungus as a life form and it's growing yeah. where stuff's just not supposed to grow. Exactly. Um, so... They found out that this fungus, this black fungus, was impervious to the radiation in the area. Not only that, it was attracted to the radiation. What? Yes. Is the black fungus' nickname Godzilla? No, but that's that's good. That's good. Um, (laughs) So here's what's what's going on with this. this. This fungus is absorbing the radiation, eating it. And converting it into a chemical energy for growth. What? Yes. If if that doesn't tell you that Earth is amazing, it is, and science is amazing, then then you know, then here you go. You know, in the black fungus is eating up the radiation. Yes, and growing from it. In a paper uh, written, it was noted that the that the fungi. I'm a fun guy too, by the way. You are a fun guy. <laughs> Attracted to radiation are unlikely to be the first examples of their kind. It says here in the paper, large quantities of highly melanized fungal spores have been found in early uh, Cretaceous period deposits 
When many species of animals and plants died out, this, this period coincides with Earth's crossing the magnetic zero, resulting in the loss of its shield against cosmic radiation, therefore allowing it to thrive. Uh, and uh, Molly, we hear you. We're coming. Yes, I know, Molly. <laughs> she's she's, she's trying, over here crying at me. She's trying to rush us through the show. Right. Um, but this is interesting, right? I mean, Very. it makes me wonder if science, if scientists can do anything with this type of uh, fungus. Because listen, a lot of medications come from stuff like this. Right. Have penicillin. Right. Is a fungus. It's a fun guy. It was. <laughs> it started out as a fungus. Right. I don't think it's a fungus anymore. So it's not a fun guy now. He's not a fun guy. <laughs> but but he's a cool guy. Because he he's a out, cool guy. He's out killing infections. Yes, he is. Um, but notice we the penicillin. If I'm not mistaken, from my history, was um, invented by a woman. But we're be. calling it a him. What? Call him what a him? A the penicillin? penicillin. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. So it, it, okay. so it was a fun gal. That's what you're saying. I gotta look it up now. Dang it! Because you bothered yourself with that. But I so am. this makes me wonder if, like, they if they could take something like this, and I'm not saying, well, I mean, maybe use it in every day. But what if they could take something like this and use it for when there are issues in nuclear power plants? I don't know. You know, because usually, I mean, yeah, we live just a few miles. I mean, right across the river from the Salem County nuclear power plant. So, you know, we're in that zone where if something happens, they're going to pass out blue pills so we can kill ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? Did we find something here in Chernobyl that allows us to pass out black pills that says, you take it and you're like, come get me, radiation. I'm radiation <laughs> man. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. Oh, my God. I no. I, I don't know. <laughs> No, that your your superhero is Radiation Man. <laughs> oh my god. You're not Wow, okay, so penicillin was not invented by a woman, it was invented <laughs> by a man. <laughs> That's why he was a fun guy. Right. Alexander Fleming invented Fleming Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. Op- opportunity continues to present itself. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. You know, I have to say, I have so much fun on this show. Do you? I really do. I do. And I look forward to it every single week. I'm glad to hear that. I really do. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your skirt. <laughs> How did you know I was wearing a skirt? <laughs> You're sitting across the table from me. And besides, it's, it's a, mine. It's a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, not with purple flowers on it. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of skirts, can I have my teddy bear back? Your teddy bear or your teddy? My teddy. <laughs> you ruined it. You said teddy bear. Oh, dang it. But still, it has the same effect. I want my teddy back. Uh, okay, so I'm interested I, I'm interested to see what, what could happen with this black fungus. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And does it mean that Chernobyl can be habitated earlier than they thought? I don't know. They At only found the it on the reactor walls. Yeah. 
Well, that's where the most intense radiation was, apparently, you know, obviously. Right. And actually, um, quick question. Did we finish the miniseries Chernobyl? Because I'm, no. I have a feeling we missed the last episode. We missed the last, <clears throat> the last episode plus season two. There's a season two? Yes. I thought it was a limited miniseries, one season, five episodes. I'm pretty sure there's a season two. Why don't you look that up? <laughs> I will. Um, so meanwhile, she'll look that up. <clears throat> but uh, interesting story about the black fungus. So in, the, uh, in Detroit, or in the Detroit area, or a story coming out of Detroit, I don't know which is more accurate, but... Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard noticed something unusual Thursday <clears throat> about what he thought was a police car that turned out to be a copycat. No? No. No season two? No. Okay, so we, we need to finish watching that. Or rewatch it all, like binge all five so we get yeah. reconnected. Um, he activated his emergency lights, pulled the vehicle over. His initial response was, who are you? Bouchard said. And I said, I'm the sheriff. Who are you? Bouchard says he originally thought the car was a Bloomfield Township police SUV, but when he noticed some irregularities and immediately became suspicious. Um, the driver's door was also sported a decal saying emergency response, which was sort of odd. So he ran the vehicle's plates, and uh, it came back to an individual and a home, and it was his clue that he clearly was not a police, it was not a police car, but that it certainly looked looked like one. Um, so the driver of this vehicle they pulled over was also in possession of a loaded handgun and a knife. Did not hold a concealed pistol permit. Um, and speak. I'm speaking. <laughs> and no one even knows yet to this point. The guy's in jail now for impersonating. No one knows what his motives are. Wow. Why would you go out and impersonate a police officer? Because of, of you all can. things, of all things. I mean, I know. I, I, I know. You, you're not. I, I say because you can, but you can't. I mean, I know there's the old saying that uh, be anything you want, but geez. <laughs> <laughs> not a police officer if you're not one. Right. And this is not the first time, uh, you know, on this show that we encounter stories like this of people being pulled over by police, people being pulled over. Um, who aren't police and end up pulling police over. <laughs> right. Which is what happened here. Yeah, that's too funny. Um, so now... He's, funny as in, ha-ha, not, you know, it's it's what he gets. Right. So he's sitting in jail penning charges because they're, they're still trying to figure him out. Wow. Which is, is interesting. I mean, they, I mean they, they must have a really good impersonator on their hands if... You know, they're holding them pending charges because they got to figure out what to charge him with. They can only hold them for so long. That's right. Oh, you watch too much police dramas. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, um, well, well, that's all I got. Over to you. Okay, so Chernobyl <laughs> is a miniseries. <laughs> How many episodes does it have? Uh, it doesn't say. Just Although it does... IMDb says Chernobyl Zone of Exclusion Season 2. But mm. it's not. Chernobyl is in 2019 historical drama television miniseries. Right. Produced by HBO. Um, and that's the whole even thing. Even though it won 
a lot or got a lot of nods. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look like it's going any further. And the thing is, um, and th- that's the key right there, miniseries. Yeah. You know, that signifies that it's only a limited run. Right. But I'm thinking there's five. I'm thinking there we watched five. four. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, did one of us say sorry? Yeah. And it's plugged in, so it thinks we said Siri. Haha, <laughs> Siri. Wow. We didn't say Siri. We said sorry. Yeah, no Siri. Watch watch what happens. Oh, she shut off. She got <laughs> me. She said, the hell with you all. I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have to binge watch it. Yeah. I, I honestly forget what was in the last episode. And I, I want to see it from the beginning, And too. I forget why we stopped watching it. We got life happened. Yeah, life does happen. So, um, okay, so what else is going on? You're getting ready to get out of here. I am. You have things to do. Yep. And I have things to do. I do. I have our doctor to take care of. Yeah. Since you wouldn't feed her this morning. (laughs) No. She's starving. She would not eat from you. No. I sit she's down. Starving you I sit down and her. I hand feed her. <laughs> I hand feed her. I know you and I both do. Yeah. And everybody looks at us like we're bone crazy. Yeah, like every all these people that you brought here were like staring at me yesterday because I was making fun of you, Hi. feeding her. They were laughing at you. Well, you know, they you were gotta, all laughing at you. You got to do what you got to do for your precious baby. Yep. You know. Yep. So try that method when you feed her. I'm not getting on the floor. Why? I hand feed like I take it off the spoon. Yeah, I just with do the my spoon. hand. I know you do. And I hand feed her, like a boom wide pretty girl. No, I I, I get it off the spoon. So no. thank you very much, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll head over to do that <laughs> while you take over. Yes. The last so portion. of When the I show. come back for the final stretch, the last part, uh, we have a wombat of the week. That we need to do, and also we have we will honor a new hero, mm-hmm. and um, they'll get the bragging rights for a week of being that. Yes. And if time permits, one last thing, and I hope time permits. And wow, she really needs you. So say, say, yeah. say good night, Sharon. Say good night, Sharon. All right, Sharon's leaving, and uh, I'm here to remind you guys uh, that I'll be back after these quick messages. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned, and come back for the end, will you? Be right back after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for sticking around and staying here. Welcome to the third leg of the show, the final piece. I have so many names for the end of the show. 
The last ride. Actually, I've just thought of the last. I just thought of the last ride. I just thought of the last ride. I like it. But anyway, I have all kinds of nicknames for the end part of the show, and sometimes it is bittersweet knowing that the show is ending. At least for me. And I hope so for you, too. So thanks for hanging out. Um, Sharon has departed, and she is shopping with uh, our youngest. Um, So they're on a shopping spree. I may never see them again. But anyway, I thank you for joining me. And during this segment, we'll knock out a couple of things. We'll do a new Wombat of the Week. We will do a a new hero. We'll honor a new hero this week. Uh, Fairly local, geographically speaking. And if time permits, one last thing. So um, there's that, and this is how we do it. Let's take right off here, and I want to tell you, I want to share with you, because if you're a new listener to the show, first of all, welcome. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you share it with other people. Um, But you can get involved. You can get involved in these segments at the end of the show. And how you get involved with Wombat of the Week is very simple. All you need to do is send your news story link of stupid people doing stupid things to the show here. Send it via email at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Or you can also send it to us in a message on Facebook at JM Talk or on Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Uh, we'll get the link, and then, of course, it goes in line. Uh, sometimes we are backlogged, but that does not mean that your wombat that you chose to send us will not get its day on the show, because it will. Trust me. <laughs> so that's how you get involved with Wombat of the Week. That's how you can participate with me. Um, so um, that's how you do it. And now to proceed with this week's Wombat of the Week, um, this one, it, it just... Uh, this had Wombat written all over it, okay? Uh, and I think most of you will enjoy. So it, did, did anybody else, or was it just me, did anyone else watch the Super Bowl? I'm just kidding. I know that a lot of people watched it. Well, you know, one of the highlights of the Super Bowl is typically the Super Bowl halftime show. And this year, uh, Shakira and J-Lo were on the halftime show uh, performing. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of J-Lo, and I really didn't think I knew who Shakira was. So I actually planned on going and doing something else during a halftime show, and I didn't. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't. I mean, it was a, it was a wonderful performance. And, you know, um, both women uh, uh, looking very good in the clothes that they were almost wearing. You know, so I get it. But, you know, most men and a lot of – in fact, a lot of women loved – the show, exactly for those reasons. <laughs> they uh, listen. They were they were very good looking. However, a Christian activist uh, did not like that. Did not like that. He calls it a pornographic halftime show. Okay. So while most of America was left with their jaws on the floor after the half halftime show. This guy's shaking his head. Dave Daubenmeyer. Okay? Dave Daubenmeyer is his name. He's a Christian activist. And he has his sights set on suing the NFL. Suing Pepsi. And suing his cable company. And anyone else he can throw into that basket of mix. And he took to his Christian podcast and a video 
that uh, will be, we will put, in fact, we've already put the video up on Facebook. So if you have not seen his video, the, the, the news story, including his video, is on the Facebook page at JM Talk. And you'll want to see this. Um, he is looking for an attorney that will help him build a class action lawsuit against the NFL, Pepsi Corporation, his cable company, and whoever else that, they, that this uh, this attorney that he will acquire will help him decide on who else. And he wants to sue them for piping pornography into his house on the night of the, of the Super Bowl. And he wants to sue them for $867 trillion. I want to repeat that because if your jaws are on the floor again, I want to make sure that, yes, you are hearing this number correctly. $867 trillion for piping pornographic material into his house. Now, first of all, when I, when I saw the video the first time, I, I said to myself, self, and I knew it was me because I was wearing my own pants, I said to myself, you know, I can't imagine a lawyer out there that will take this case. But then, you know how you have the right and the left always, your, con, you know, your, your subconscious or your inner voice, whatever, they're arguing with each other. The other one says, <laughs> someone will take it. And it's probably true. There would probably be some lawyer that would be like, oh, sure. And let's move it up to $900 trillion. Uh, so this can't even be a lawsuit. Someone's got to tell him, listen, this is not a lawsuit. Um, it would be frivolous at best. And very simply, if you did not like it, you could turn the TV off. Because what did this set a pre- precedent? Okay? Because all the pay channels and some streaming services making original content all have nudity, all have graphic violence, explicit sex, graphic nudity, graphic language, and if you don't like that, you can change the, t- the, the channel. You can turn the TV off. There are literally about 2,000 channels out there these days, probably more. You have options. You have options, Dave. You can change the channel. You can turn the TV off. But no. Uh, actually, he, he, I think he did say he did turn it off. But he's concerned about the millions of miners across the country who's had this piped into their houses. So, um, I mean, if I don't like something, I mean, I have, I have people telling me, listen, I have people telling me all the time, Joel, you have to see, don't F with cats. It's superb. And I bet it is. But I have no interest in seeing it. I don't think I could sit through that. So I I make a conscious decision, right? I make a decision. I say, I hear what you're saying, but it may not be my cup of tea. Because I'm hearing that it's pretty extreme. And I, I don't think I would be into seeing that. I'm making a conscious decision because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm human and I have that. And I say, no, I would rather not. I've made that decision. And Dave and everyone else could make the decision. Parents of these minors, quote unquote, that you're, that you're concerned about could have said, okay, we're going to change this out. You should not watch this. 
I do not think you're going to find an attorney. I'll be surprised, or maybe I won't be surprised. See, they're arguing right now, the two of them in my head. They're fighting back and forth. They're punching each other. I don't think he's going to find an attorney to take this case. Because if you take this case, you might as well sue every channel out there for the same reason. For the same reason. So, um, so Dave Daubenmeyer, you, I, no offense to your religion. I, 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 I'm not hitting your religion. I'm not, no offense to you at all, except this idea makes you my wombat of the week. Just your decision on how you feel about this. Nothing else. But you are the wombat of the week. So now you've won bragging rights. Not only can you rant about the Super Bowl halftime show on your Facebook and your podcast and wherever else, you can now, uh, you can now, you have bragging rights now that you have an extra crown to wear. You wear the wombat of the week. So there you are. So um, get your stories in. Uh, because there are plenty of wombats out there just waiting for you to snatch the link and send it to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. So do that, uh, because we actually prefer to have a backlog uh, of stories, uh, especially that. So now, moving on, uh, we're going to honor a new hero. Now, in the very same manner that you can participate in Wombat of the Week, you can also send us uh, stories of everyday heroes. Do not necessarily have to wear a badge or a cape. Uh, but these stories are harder for us to find. And and that's sad. That really is sad. So you can send your stories to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Stories of everyday people. Maybe it's somebody from your small town newspaper. Somebody that goes above and beyond to do for others. Uh, and these are the kind of people that we like to honor. And I said that geographically speaking, this one was sort of... Um, close to home, close to here, and it is. And um, we want to talk about a postal worker. So now a couple of weeks ago, we had a postal worker as a Wombat of the Week, or it might have been last week, I, I, I don't recall how long ago it was, because he was, <laughs> instead of dealing with the stress of delivering mail, he was he rented a storage unit to throw it in there. But now I want to talk about a postal worker, okay? And this happened, this is out of Elk Ridge, Maryland. A two-year-old boy who was missing for nearly 10 hours is now safe. He wandered from his home 10 o'clock last Wednesday night, according to his family, and a postal worker found him on the side of I-95 on Thursday morning, wet, shivering, and barefoot. Um, Keith Rollins is the United States Postal Service employee who found the toddler, and... He claims that it was God ordained that he would be in that place at the right time. He he says he's not a hero. He said that God put him there at the right place at the right time. But he is a hero. You know, because, listen, not everybody believes in, in God or his God. or Everyone has a different belief pattern. So whatever your belief pattern is, he was there. Think of it. Think of it completely neutral. He was there at the right time, at the right place, and he can, he can, you know, um, he can say that's that's what did it. But he was there, and he and he saved this. I mean, you wandered from your house. You're two years old. Imagine what could have happened between Wednesday night and Thursday morning. 
and you know, uh, and to be found on the side of the road, I ninety five. You know, most of my listeners know I ninety five. It's the it's the main artery. You know, north to south. You know, on the eastern seaboard. So Howard County Police said that Ethan Adamy ran away from his family members outside his home around ten twenty p.m. Uh, they said they followed. An, uh, he, they said that he had followed an adult out of the house and then disappeared. And that's when they contacted police. So the police immediately launched a search with fire personnel, canine units, aircraft drones, and helicopters from neighboring jurisdictions. It was a, it was quite an event. And 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 also a big thanks goes out to all the uh, law enforcement units and all the uh, mutual uh, uh, mutual aid from all different departments in the area. And of course, neighbors also big thanks to them. They fanned out across the area too to find this child. <clears throat> So, around 8 a.m. on Thursday, Rollins said he was driving northbound on 95 when he noticed something unusual on the side of the road. And that's when he happened to see uh, a, a small boy. So, he got out of his car, cautiously approached, and it wound up being the missing toddler. So, you know, this makes him a hero, whether he doesn't want to claim to be or not. And I think it's admirable of him. That he says he's not, but you are, Mr. Rollins. You are very much a hero. These are the things, and maybe God did put you there. You know, maybe it was a higher power that put you there. But this family must be so thankful to you for being there. I know we're thankful for you because you've, you did that and you saved that child. And that child you know, is safe, is home. This is great stuff. This is great stuff for the family, and it's all because of you. So you are a hero in every sense of the definition that this show makes a hero. You are that hero. And so for these efforts and for this contribution to this family and this community, you are our Honor Thy Heroes recipient this week on The Joel Mahalik Show. So thank you very much, Mr. Rollins. We appreciate you as much as the community and the family appreciate you. And the law enforcement. Your find brought peace to so many people in such a despairing time. So uh, we thank you very much. And we honor you. And to the listeners, uh, these are the types of stories that we, we, we like to broadcast. Because we want these people who do these things... To know that they're appreciated, right? So, that does leave us with a small amount of time for one last thing, which is okay, because I'll make it rather quick. Um, So, um, turning 50 this coming week, uh, you know, uh, the lovely Sharon threw a uh, party for me, for my uh, getting old or one foot closer to the grave, whatever you want to call it, 50th, the (laughs) half-life. And uh, it was it, it was a fantastic party. I was overwhelmed by by the the support. I was overwhelmed about everything, and it was um, and it was a moment to take pause and um, and reflect. And you know, it, it's it makes you feel good that you've made good choices. You've done good things for your family. Um, you know, we have friends, uh, surrounded by friends that are just so awesome. And, uh, and that's sort of what 
that party this weekend was for me just to be able to reflect and know that uh, that you're so loved. And that's that's like the measurement, right? That's the measurement of life, I think. Um, because you know, I, I do work I do work three jobs. And so I know, right? Like how do I get time to do this? <laughs> but I work three jobs and I have for a while, if I wasn't working three, I've worked two. And and you wonder sometimes if you're doing right by your children and your family. And I am. I know that I am. And if I didn't know it before, which I did, then after that togetherness, I do know. And so, you know, a family's always been really important to me. And so my message is that you want to make sure your family is important to you. Even though I do work a lot and my availability for personal time is so limited, but you got to make the best of it. And and I will, like, I feel like I've got to find ways to make it even more meaningful going forward, which I will, I will strive to do. Um, but I just, uh, I can't thank my family enough. They're everything to me. And, and I just wanted to say that and it's, you know, and take it from me, you know, be good to your family and and they're good to you. I mean, the lovely Sharon, I couldn't imagine a better person to walk the path of life with. And I have her. And she's all mine. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really humbled and overwhelmed and very happy um, right now. And it's, it's it, not that I ever took, you know, drugs, but it's like a drug right now that hasn't worn off yet. And um, so... Be, be good to your family. Uh, I don't know what else to say, and that's that's my message. That's one last thing, and um, and that brings us to a crash and halt to the end of the show. So I want to remind you of how you can reach out and get a hold of us. We are residing on the World Wide Web at www.jmtalk.net. From there, you can subscribe to the podcast. I hope you do. If you want to, if you like the podcast, share it with your friends. Maybe give us a review on one of the podcast channels that we're on that you listen to. Uh, the twenty four seven stream is available from there. Uh, the news page, um, which probably isn't as updated as much, but you know, uh, we're working on that. Get to the blog. Get everywhere from there. And also, we're at Facebook at JM Talk. We're Twitter and Instagram at JM Talk Radio. Um, and we are very glad that you joined us. Thanks for listening to another podcast of ours, and we will be sure and catch you again next week. Until then, if you're out and about, keep America clean. Keep the world clean. Pick up three pieces of trash and be kind to one another, and we'll see you here next time on the show. Goodbye. (laughs) 